I'd like to have Lily roll the day move. And I think with composure, but at a disadvantage uh, because of Uh your condition mortified. Okay. And the worst thing that I could imagine happening, or like the... uh, Yeah, yeah, tell tell me what you're worried will happen if you lose your nerve. We get caught. We get uh, thrown overboard. Um, (laughs) Yep. Yep, that's fair. Go ahead and roll. (laughs) Uh, Nine. Okay. Uh, With disadvantage. Okay, so there... um, you, as you are making your way, you suddenly feel like a hand on your shoulder, and there's a a, a voice that says, um, "Can I help you, Miss?" Um, oh. So I want to I want to pause there. This would be sort of like a moment in the show where you know oh, yeah. we would cut to commercial. another scene. So I want to just hear what Flo and Allison are um, mindlessly talking about at this moment, just for a moment. So Allison is basically telling me about her third childbirth. Basically, by that time, they just walk out. You know? And then, of course, <laughs> Albert lost interest and just really didn't want to have anything to do with her again. Uh, so she started getting in shape. And then that led to the thing with the Pilates instructors. We're not going to talk about that, but man, Javier. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I've got his driver's license in here somewhere. That's great. Agnes, tell me what you're up to. Oh, yeah. So I go over to the butler and I'm like, hi there. Um, I'm Agnes. And what is your name, sweetheart? And I just start flirting with him. I'm basically just distracting him. I'm putting out all Mm -hmm. the wiles. But I'm also going to see if if he buys into this. I want to just kind of slip in that maybe, you know, it's really hard working on a boat. He must be such a poor thing. I'm going to kind of, you know, you know, just just be making it seem like I'm trying to, you know, really comfort him and really try to, oh, you poor thing have to work here and put up with these people. But I'm yeah. going to try to just keep him distracted. And if he wants to give me any information, that's cool too. Okay. Um, so I'll tell you right off, he's not buying your shtick. He can kind of see through it. He also is over this, you know, whole thing here. So he's not going to be the one to kick you off. You've got, you know, his boss, um, you know, you showed up here with a lady who's for once, um, you know, letting his boss talk, you know, someone else's ear off. And um, so he's fine with this. Uh, But if you want to get some information from him, that would be a meddling move. So I want you to go ahead and roll that. I think, um, let's say with presence. um, So, I mean, it sounds like he's already kind of not really liking me all that much. I think maybe that pretty much the worst that's going to happen would basically be similar to what Chris said for Lily. It's just basically, he's just going to be like enough. Oh yeah. So sorry, this is a meddling move. So you don't, don't we don't have to think about what would happen if you fail. All right. Um, We don't, well, there could be a complication, but you don't, we don't need to treat it like a day or a night. Perfect. Never mind then. Never mind. Okay. So you said with presence, correct? Uh, With presence. Yeah. 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 It's a plus zero for me. So. Uh, that is, <laughs> that is going to be a six. All right. So now I want to mention that, uh, in this situation, um, he has the potential to figure out that, um, you're just up here trying to fish for details of this, you know, he, he kind of thought initially that you were, um, 
you know, maybe that you were here uh, gawkers, you know, sort of like celebrity um, hangers on or something like that. But now he realizes that this is, um, you, you know, your amateur detectives, uh, potentially. So I think um, that is, this is, this is me telling you sort of like what, um, what the consequences of this would be. So I think this involves him, um, you know, uh, basically marching you up to his boss, uh, explaining the situation and insisting that she um, call um, the the Coast Guard um, to have you ejected from this. So now you can avoid that happening um, by um, by uh, taking a crown, if you wish. Oh, okay. You know what? We haven't done that yet. Let's do that. Let's see uh, see how that works. Yeah. So um, the uh, you can take a crown of the queen or a crown of the void. Um, most common in a situation like this would be to take a crown of the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you won't. I won't have you do it right now, but soon I'll have you kind of narrate a flashback. Um, the idea behind the crown of the queen and the crown of the void are that the crown of the queen is meant to represent sort of like um, aspects of your character as a woman. Um, and then the crown of the void uh, represents sort of this woman sort of gradually slipping into this occult um, conspiracy that's happening in the town. I see. Okay. Day. So um, go ahead and choose one of these. You can go ahead and mark it on the keeper or the um, uh, the character sheet, and then we'll we'll come we'll circle back to that. Okay. Right. So this um, and what you've checked is that when you put on this crown, mark any you wish narrate a flashback showing how you were an imperfect mother. Okay. Well, that sounds very juicy and we'll come to that in just a moment. Um, All right. So now let's um, return to our friend Lily. And so Lily, I think that um, as you feel this um, firm hand on your shoulder, you give a little bit of a, a jump and you turn around and you find a uh, man with a um, captain's uniform and he kind of notices this sort of startled look on your face and he it looks like his expression kind of melts a little bit and he gives you just this like sort of um, reassuring smile so I will um, introduce to you this suspect this is Carl Willoughby goes by Captain Curly, and uh, he's he's looking at you in a kindly manner now, and and sees that he's he's met a sweet old lady and startled her, and he feels bad about it. What do you want to say to him? Um, I was uh, I just got lost uh, trying to find the the restroom. Um, the being on the boat for too long never agrees with me, so. Uh... <laughs> I kind of got lost on the on the way below deck. So it's okay. It's okay. Listen, why don't you sit sit down here in this chair? Just just take a load off for a minute. I can see that you're you're a little bit, you know, you're 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 a little bit shaken here. Let's um let's let you kind of take a deep breath. And he pulls up uh, this captain's chair. It looks like it's a sort of a um, it's a very like. And, you know, you recognize it as sort of an antique, um, very well-made. 
it's made by a very specific New England company. And so you actually kind of really recognize like some of the, the aspects of it. You also recognize that the, um, the ch- like the, the, the right arm on the chair is kind of wiggly and loose. It could use sort of like a little bit of repair. Thank you kindly. Um, and uh, she settles and just takes a moment to steady herself. And she kind of notices the wiggly arm. Uh, sorry for prying, but uh, how, how long has this, uh, ch- this arm been uh, wiggly, uh, uh, loose? So he, he kind of like um, peers at you for a moment, like he's just with his mouth open, like he's very surprised that you asked this question. He says, this chair, I actually, I inherited it from my father. This, this arm has always been this way. I, I love it. Uh, I love the chair. Um, sitting in it reminds me of him. Um, and that's just why I asked to have it brought aboard here. I have fond memories of the um, fishing expeditions that we would take when I was a child. But no, this, I think that this chair was made with a, with a bum arm. <laughs> uh in uh, some of the models yes it was it, it, it's it's a nice nice moment in history as it were um it, since you've have i was going to offer if you uh, to tighten it up just a hair but it, it, by the sounds of it you prefer it's uh, prefer it uh loose so i sorry sorry for uh getting i think at this right at that moment agnes comes in and recognizes that from the expression on Captain Curley's face, that he's sort of enraptured by this whole sort of tableau, like his father's chair and this fragile woman who's now sitting in it. And she she knows the looks on men's faces. <laughs> and uh, so I think, I think you want to uh, help Lily capitalize on this. What do you what do you do that um, that sort of like uh, is is uh, her assist in this moment? Well, I will. <clears throat> pardon me. I will come in. I'll say hello there, Captain. We are <laughs> we have come aboard to uh, say hello. This is such a handsome man. Such as you have met my friend Lily. I see she is um, a very good friend of mine, and she actually wouldn't you happen to know it? She has been looking for private boating lessons and you seem to be dressed for the part. Uh, he sort of like, you know, kind of gives Lily like a little bit of a like um, surprise, like look, but kind of like a little bit of a nod. I think um, with the, the constellation of uh, Lily's expertise in the furniture and the assist from Agnes, I'm going to say that, that a cozy move has occurred here. And um, Lily may clear the condition mortified. You are no longer mortified. Okay. Thanks to you, Captain Curly. <laughs> Is there anywhere you'd like to go looking for clues or um, any way that you'd like to try to find them? Um, there there are other family members aboard. You can talk with Captain Curly. You can sort of pry about. I'll let the two like. of you just stay at it. I'm going to go upstairs and pay my respects to a little boy I used to know. And David, oh, David. And I'm going to start making my way upstairs and let them let them be down here by themselves. I'll give her a wink as I walk out. Captain Curly sort of, you know, gives you some some brief instructions about how to uh, find David. Um, so he great. actually has a studio 
on the on the boat and, oh. and generally can be found there so perfect thank you so very much yeah like i said i'll i'll leave them to it so give give her a little bit of a wink a little bit of a knowing wink and i'll i'll, I'll head out i stop for a second flip through my licenses keep going <laughs> just want to check <laughs> very good all right so let's cut back to flow you get the sense that maybe at this point, Allison is starting to sort of like wind down a little bit and you probably could um, could step away if you like uh, without sort of being, um, you know, uh, w- without being too obvious about it. You- you're also welcome to stay and chat with her further. What would you like to do? Yeah, I mean, I'll start to make some apologies that, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time. You've been so gracious and kind, and I'm I'm glad we got a chance to chat. I, too, actually would need to hit the restroom before we leave, as you know, unfortunately, my age. And I'm starting to get a little bit worried about Willie. Lily, would you mind if I uh, step away just for a couple minutes and, you know, kind of hopefully leave her? I want her, like, still reminiscing, maybe still drinking some wine, but to give myself a, a way to disappear for a few minutes. Yes. So um, she directs you to the restroom, says, of course, dear, of course. And um, she, as she points uh, sort of which door it is, you you walk by what looks like a, I guess it's, it's a small writing desk. Um, okay. And it looks like maybe it's used to um, store envelopes and um, stationery and things like that. And as you are walking by, I think uh, there may be something for you to notice. So I would like okay. for you to ro- roll a meddling move okay. um, here. Um, and I would say uh, composure. Nine. Okay. So um, what you notice is that stacked on this desk are a piles of receipts for extravagant purchases so you can, um, and your best guess from the conversation you just had with Allison is that these are elegant, Allison's extravagant purchases. Um, okay. And uh, I mean, we're not talking like four figures, we're talking like six figures. Okay. And there's Any, several of them. Anything in particular stand out like? I th- so we can leave that vague okay. until you get to the um, okay. theorized move. All right. So I will make mental note of that. And then I will, I'm actually going to kind of ignore the directions and I'm just going to explore a little bit. And Before we do that, can I ask, um, how many glasses of wine did you need to drink in order to encourage Allison to consume as many as she had? I feel like it was a two and a half to one ratio. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say I'm three and she was about six. Seven to nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Double fine. Bottles. So yeah. go ahead and mark the condition tipsy. Gotcha. <laughs> Irvine Club. I would love to hear at this point um, if Agnes maybe could step away from uh, where she is in the narrative and um, fulfill the uh, the crown. Yes, of course. So as I'm walking towards where the studio would be my thoughts drift back to the past when I was a mother, when my children were young. And as I think about that, I think back about how when I first became a mother, I was I was young. My children probably were something that came upon as a little bit of a surprise, even though, you know, we all know how these things happen, but still it's a surprise. And 
basically, as I was raising them, I didn't really go through the full protocols of being a quote unquote tough parent. So I didn't like enforce a lot of rules. I didn't make them have any sort of discipline. I didn't make them have chores. I made them call me Aggie instead of mom or anything like that. And so growing up, there was a little bit more of a loose connection between me being a parental figure and me being like a friend figure. And over time, my kids pretty much, they, they've learned to just, you know, as they, they grew, they became adults. Um, it just the timing was off. I mean, I'm okay with, with them for the most part, but some of the, the respect that you need to earn, it wasn't properly uh, displayed, I suppose. And yeah. yeah so, so there's some regret there, like in, in being such a good friend to my children, did I miss the opportunity to be a true parent to them sometimes? Right, right. Love it. All right. Um, so um, you um, arrive at the studio and you you notice that the door is kind of cracked and that you hear David, the voice, and he's, his voice, and he's he's having an argument with somebody on the phone, it sounds like. I'm going to stop and just listen for a moment. All right. Um, Sounds like the meddling move. Um, go ahead and, and roll with composure. With my composure, that is a nine. All right. So you overhear something. I think what you hear is David loudly saying um, that, listen, you better pay up. You know that I'm capable of doing unspeakable things to people who make me angry. And then you hear him sort of like slam down the phone. Um, so I have put um, David on the jam board and the clue and attempt to collect a debt. I'm going to make a point to make sounds with my feet like footsteps getting louder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that way he doesn't think I was standing right there listening. Mm-hmm. And then I'll... Um, hello, knock, knock, knock. Hello, I'm looking for, and then I'll kind of creep the door open a little bit. And then when I see him, oh my goodness, David, hello. I'm not sure if you remember me. It's oh Agnes. I was your babysitter. Oh my God. What, uh, what, oh my God. What are you doing here? Well, I mean, it's good to see you, but what are you doing here? I, I came to pay my respects. I'm, I have something I think that you might be interested in. And I rifle through, I move move aside a brownie, I move aside a little pill container, and I pull out a little, uh, little like a dum-dum pop. I believe cream soda were your favorite, right? He just like looks at you for a second and he's like, I can't believe you remembered that. Um, and so he, he, he kind of grabs it. So... Um, I would say um, at this point, it sounds like you are trying to get on his good side. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? So yeah. go ahead and roll um, the day move. And uh, yeah, you can roll with the presence. I think the the bad thing that would happen here would be that he just, because he's already mad about the phone call, that he mm-hmm. just doesn't want to have the time for me. He's just, he's over it. He's mad. He's irritated. He just doesn't yep. want to deal with me, basically. Yep. Makes sense. Ooh, uh, that's going to be uh, eight. Uh, okay. All right. So um, he um, in, in, like gestures for you to sit down on, on uh, there's a sofa uh, there. Um, and he says like, oh, let me, um, 
let me show you about sort of some of the um, the works in my studio. And oh, as you look that. around, um, it's like very stark. There's like these, like the the um, uh, the there's there's some there's some canvases that have like you know it's just divided into white on one half of it and black paint on the other, just like a stripe. And you're thinking to yourself, like, how is this art? Um, right. And he's like, this is this is my latest piece. Um, I know uh, that you're probably thinking that this is um, a little uh, derivative of uh, Gao Bai, but um, it is, uh, you know, it's really more of an homage, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, you know, Gao Bai's true influence on me. Uh, that man, um, you know, he was so uh, dedicated to his uh, art that he threw himself off, uh, 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 you know, off the uh, fifth story to his death. And that is dedication. It, you know, if only my father had that kind of vi uh, vision, you know, he would have really meant something instead of being, you know, such a worthless man like he was. But, you know, you've met him. I mean, wouldn't you agree? That man is a, you know, is sniveling and he has no, uh, he has no backbone and he has no vision. He has no, uh, he has not an artistic bone in my body. Sometimes I think I may not even be related to him. Well, I tell you, David, you may feel all those things and I validate your opinion, of course. But what I really want you to know is that in this time, please sit, sit with me. He um he does sit down, but he like crunches on the uh on the cream soda lollipop. I'll kind of, <laughs> and I'll, I'll 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 put my hand on his. In times like this, it is okay to feel very many emotions. It's okay to admit that you're angry. It's okay to admit that you're sad. But David, I want you to know that I have always counted you as one of my favorite people. You were such a good soul. With a nice positive outlook, I remember you were afraid of yellow crayons, and that's okay. It's okay to be afraid of things, too. But, you know, we're here together in the moment, and I just really want you to know that you are loved, and you are special, and you are a part of whatever family you want to be a part of. At this point, he's like, tears are streaming down his cheeks. Um, and then all of a sudden, this, like, look, this flash of realization comes over him, and he's like... You're right. I was afraid of yellow crayons. This explains so much. Yes. Um, so I want you to go ahead and roll the meddling move for me. Um, okay. And I think, um, yeah, this will be with presence. Ooh, that is squeaking by with a seven. All right. Um, so um, at this point, um, I think that David um, says, you know, um, I have to tell you, uh, something that I found out recently, and it's that um, that stuff that I was saying about my father, um, it's all true, but I think he's not my father. And um, so at that point, he pulls out um, a um, Javier? piece of paper. <laughs> Wait, I came after the kids. So I couldn't be Javier. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so he shows you something um that will kind of at this point leave fairly vague documents that call into question the paternity of a child so he's got something there that very plausibly may hint to the fact that um that albert is not his father 
Oh boy. Okay. Um. So, I'd like to point out at this point that you have that your number of clues has exceeded uh, the number, uh, like the complexity of the mystery. You have a total of seven clues, um, and, and the complexity of the mystery is six. You can continue to search for clues. Um, you also could decide whether it might be time for you to um, to roll a theorize move. I also want to point out that um, if you like, you have not yet used your gold crown mystery move. If you wanted to use that um, for uh, to gather an additional clue, you could do that at this time. So those are all options. I will say... David, if you don't mind, I would love to hear more. I I respect you. I see you. But I just need to just use the little lady's room for a moment. I will be right back, I promise, okay? Okay. Okay, I'll give him a smooch on the forehead. I feel like you were just the person I needed to see today. He's sort of like rubbing his temples. I will will certainly be back, dear. I'll hand him another pop, uh, dum-dum pop. And I'm going to go try to find my friends to just... Let them know, you know, just reconvene again real quick. I think we all huddle in the bathroom. Yes, yes. And like, like there's that, the play that we're all going to be cramped in there, but when we get inside, it's like this vast, oh, yeah. you know, it's a luxurious <laughs> bathroom, yes. so we actually all have plenty of room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are on and, a yacht. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take lipstick and I'll start writing notes on like the mirror, <laughs> like, like, what do we know so far? And then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, some chocolate. That. I'm like, yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's fantastic. You know, this reminds me of something in a Amanda Delacourt novel, Death Takes a Holiday. Remember in that novel when they had the Christmas tree was strung up with garland, but the garland wasn't really garland. It was actual piano wire strung up from the murder that happened nearby. Recall? Of course. Yes. Yeah, I called that on page seven. Yes, I, I knew did. it was the maestro. I, I thought you were crazy, but you called it. You called it. But uh, it reminds me of that. So, yeah, I want to try the gold crown mystery move. I just want to make one last um, clue pitch. I just want to see mm-hmm. if there's anything because people really pour their hearts and souls out in the bathroom. They may be flush things, throw things away. This is a place where people don't think people are going to look. So I want to do one last attempt to try to just kind of get everything together in the bathroom very good okay so um you find uh, in the bathroom sort of stuffed not very well um into a garbage can um a rug that is actually a blood-soaked rug mm. that is your clue well, Good use of the gold crown mysteries move. What would tell me again the name of the mystery? Oh, death takes a holiday. Death takes a holiday. That's fantastic. So good. Those, okay. Those book twenty five in the series, indeed, and incidentally, indeed. it came out on December twenty fifth. So it was it was a nice tie in, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have amassed eight clues here. Now you don't need to use all of the clues. But um, any that you do use will um, count for a point towards your roll. So you're gonna um, you're gonna do two d six, and you subtract the complexity, which is six, um, and then you'll add any of the clues that you're able to incorporate or account for in uh, your theory. 
So at this point, now all four of us um, should try as best we can to use these clues, as many of them as possible, to come up with a theory. And and I am also a part of this. Okay. okay. I mean, from a TV standpoint, like we could come in with the butler. Like, I mean, it certainly the butler could have done it. It was the sheriff the whole it was, time. Exactly. But, but I mean, I feel like for a satisfying conclusion, it needs mm-hmm. to be someone who's been more prominent in the story. Mm-hmm. And I think the wife is the most obvious suspect sure. maybe yeah. it's too obvious but this is our first mystery maybe we don't need to reinvent the wheel right. uh but but i'm thinking the wife is our prime suspect potentially the actual husband which could also be captain curly so those oh, are my yeah. two choices oh. for who might be our because again the way the game works mm-hmm. we can pick whoever we want we just gotta yeah. make the case uh, yes. but those would be mm-hmm. my pitch would be for one of those two yeah, so and I'll just, you know, introduce another idea for to, to noodle over. And that is potentially that, um, you know, for instance, Allison and David could have been in cahoots, mm. right? Oh, yeah. So Allison had the motive and she encouraged David to do it. And the, you know, the means by which she sort of manipulated him, you know, maybe, you know, was uh, revealing to him, you know, about this this you know fact which may or may not be true about the paternity or anyway just some ideas right so it could be more than one person or it could be some constellation it could be that maybe perhaps allison had an affair with the butler because he clearly did not fall for my wiles so he's not into me so he's got to be into somebody else so he's into allison they had an affair david is the product of that affair and what has happened is Albert found out he cut him out of the will and Allison just really needed to make sure that her kids were taken care of. She wants to make sure that she was doing the right thing as a parent. So the butler took him out on her call. Fair enough. Um, so what, well, first of all, what do other people think about this or do they have other ideas? I don't mind that, but I feel like the the butler, the, the power dynamic of the rich lady and the butler doesn't work for me as much as the captain of the ship, maybe. Okay. Well, I'm trying to get Lily a win here. So I, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, got, okay, but okay. Fair, right. fair, fair enough. Fair but enough. But you are you are correct. I mean, right. Lily, it's just not your day, apparently. You know. Well, and again, we could go back David was the actual murderer. The 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 father doesn't have to be in the story. It could be That's again, true. it could be someone else. Um, but yeah, it could de- definitely be where David was about to get cut out of the will. And she argued against it to the point that he's like, I know he's not even my kid. You had an affair. So why don't I just get rid of both of you? And basically her standing up for David got her on the potential of getting out. She has these extravagant tastes. She wants to be this, you know, bastion of charity in the, the, the neighborhood and her losing her money was too much. She could, she could risk. So she goes to David complains about the husband gets him wild up enough that he's willing to take something out. Yeah. Uh, Maybe there's like the rug is missing from the studio. Maybe there's some, there's some red paint splatters on one of the paintings. Oh, I'm going yeah. it up close now. Um, something like that. Yeah. So one idea Love too it. would be that um, as they planned for the death of Albert, um, siphoning some money from bank accounts um, to um, to sort of set aside so that it would... I don't know, potentially be be not con- counted as part of the assets in the estate. 
and that's yeah. probably what the sequence the the uh, the sequence numbers is a yeah. bank account to yeah. uh, i do have around. an idea i really i'd like to use those numbers though for the reveal because oh, i want okay. there to be the moment of and the murderer is in this room and whoever's yes. phone rings and then we call the oh, number and yes. then that's that's, that's how we know exactly who did yes. it yes that's fantastic okay sounds good we'll save the sequence of numbers for that i love it okay. love it okay so what do you think make of this diary is this Allison trying to throw people off the scent? No, no, sorry. That's, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm kind of thinking, especially because, and you have the artist, and so maybe it's it's hit. Uh, um, Allison had, had tried to have David forge uh, some journal entries to make it Ooh. even more plausible of a yeah uh, ju jumped over. Yeah, she she brought it a little too quick and too easy. She did. Like she, she wanted did. me to see that yeah right 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 it's, it's, it's sort also of very short it, it only started two days ago like a journal should be mm -hmm. like months and months it's like uh i had cheetos for breakfast and i want to die <laughs> yeah right right yeah so um, i think that was a, a an attempt at a red herring who um who owes david money i think maybe he got he was trying to sell some art and he was maybe mm -hmm. He, uh, he got in too deep with the wrong kind of dealers. Maybe people were using, this could get really crazy. Maybe you got people who were using his pictures as some sort of offense for illicit activity. Like maybe they're, they're wrapping up um, forged documents in the back canvas of the paper, like in the frame of it or something. Mm -hmm. And then it goes elsewhere and gets opened up at, at an yes. on-site location. Um, and maybe his pictures actually got taken to an actual place for an art show. And so they didn't get to where they were supposed to go. So that that person never got their payment and he's trying to get yes. it figured out. He's yeah. got to maybe make more art to figure that out. Yep. Okay. Got it. And, and he, I think he's also maybe part of him is realizing that like this idea that he can be successful as an artist is, uh, you know, and so then, then he can feel more justified in sort of, um, eschewing his parents um, like that's falling that's crumbling yeah. so he's more desperate and, uh, any ideas about the misreported detail about the time of Albert's death uh, I mean that could honestly just be like a, an axial misdirect maybe the butler was like enjoying a cigar on the deck of the ship when they thought everyone was asleep or the captain like you know it's 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 at night it's dark on yeah. the lake I don't think we could count that as a, as a, it could be like a false. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there was guess, a well-dressed man yeah. smoking a cigar. Of course, everyone assumed, assumed it was Albert. It's Albert, right. Yeah. But right. Albert's already in the water at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because like it's, it, it's the, that night probably it was uh, the, the moon kind of uh, um, cast like a shadow to make it not as clear as to make out the silhouette. Yeah. Yes. Love it. I love that. Okay. I think we may have accounted for all eight of them. Does that, that sound right? Up. All right. So we need someone to make the theorized move. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, and so uh, that person will add um, two, two, because we're adding the eight clues and subtracting the six complexity. All right. Chris, let's do that. All right. Okay. Put, so I'm at an eight total. Yes. So I think. Um, um, uh, there, there will be a complication. I will get to that. Um, but I would love for someone to narrate, um, what, um, like how, um, 
how this will be revealed. So I think, uh, yeah, Michael, you had some ideas. Tell me, tell me about that well, or, first, or explain it to us. Okay. Well, first of all, we have the sheriff has to, has to arrive. So someone has to, while we're in the bathroom, we've called the sheriff. We need the sheriff to come to the boat so that we don't get murdered by the murderers when we reveal <laughs> right. their disaster plan. So of course we all gather in, in the lounge, uh, the sheriff being called there themselves, not knowing. And, and then again, we'll do the whole laying out and, and I, I like to think that we're all jumping back and forth, accounting for clues. Like, like this is what, of course, what we thought, but this is why we thought that. But everyone knows that Allison has been spending money, hand over fist, expensive cars, yeah. donations, buying her own kids' art uh, to put up in the like, forcing these other places to hang his art to basically make his art seem like it's worth more than it is. Um, everyone knows, of course, that David isn't even Albert's son. I mean, look at them clear like and this is the part where there's like uh, like a hispanic actor and like a, a white <laughs> european actors like clearly it's not related <laughs> everyone can see that um or it's like you know ginger something very clearly yes, in casting very clear um he was going to get cut out of the will allison's infidelity was brought up she was about to get cut out of the will absolutely there's no nothing else could happen but the killers made one tragic mistake that in Albert looking for and knowing that there was money being siphoned from his accounts for the inevitable, his death being inevitable, a phone number, he found a phone number and he wrote it down. He wrote a note to himself to identify who it was that was after him. And at this moment, we're going to call that number. And then that's, you know, calling up the phone. D, 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 D. Dial now, D for death. My question is, what is the ringtone? Because it's got to be something ridiculous or awesome or ridiculous. Abba's money, money, money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nice. And is it Allison or is it David's phone number? I'm thinking Alice. I think it's Alice. Yeah. I think it's Allison. Yeah. I just feel like she was behind all of it. I kind of feel like David. He's he's got an artist's soul. He didn't know his paintings were worthless. He didn't know his mother was He's afraid was of yellow crayons, guys. He's afraid of yellow. <laughs> and everyone knows horizontal over vertical. Come on. Um, so, yeah. So, I think Allison's ringtone um, is what gives it away completely. So, um, right as this sort of everyone gasps at the, at the reveal. Um, Spit takes. David... Um, who's been looking more and more fidgety and crazed. The look on his face has been getting more and more agitated. He reaches for um, the sheriff's gun and there's a struggle. David, so tell no, me what happens. No, this is the complication. Tell oh, me what no. happens next. Oh no. I think they, oh no. I think they struggle for the gun and it goes off and everybody just freezes because they don't know what's going to happen. And the both of them just kind of stand upright and they just stare at each other. And then slowly David just slumps down the sheriff's mm-hmm. body to the floor. And I'm like, no. And I run up to David and I grab a hold of his hand and I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. I see you. Uh, Sheriff Dalrymple is like with teeth gritted. It's like, this is why I told you not to try to solve this. We didn't try. We, we did. did. Love it. All right. So I think that that is the mystery. Um, 
do you think that we so this um the 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 title of the mystery is dad overboard dad do you think that there's a subtitle that would fit well with this um Ooh. Mm. Oh. don't have to decide on that now but sort of noodle on it a little bit yes. um, um it's <laughs> asterisk stepdad <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh man oh, i love it <laughs> but does that give a give the game away like, well that, that's why we couldn't have that until the end like you can't have no. this, yes that, now it like yeah. like a little like a little okay. carrot pops in and yeah stepdad falls in place yeah um well okay that's obviously the funny answer but is there a better um yeah. a picture's worth a thousand deaths Ooh, that's nice. Yep. Uh, I, I, um, I, I think I like that better. We, uh, yeah. Instead of. We've, we found it. Yeah. Um, all right. So at this point, I would like for um, us to um, go to the end of the session questions that we marked at the beginning. Um, so if we can kind of uh, do that. So. Let's start with flow. So did the murder maven solve a mystery? The answer is yes. yes. So you would get an, an XP for that. So there's like a little track here. Um, so you would you would check one of those. Um, and then what were the other two end of the session questions that you had? Did you secretly undermine the authority of a local official? I don't know how secretive it was because <laughs> we did actually solve the mystery. But we- I will say you you sort of yes. Uh, I I think that the spirit is there. You um, you clearly went against his instructions. <laughs> Though in to be clear, his instructions were terrible. Um, yes, they were. And then did and you, you were share never a memory of a late family member? We didn't have a lot of camera time, but I did do that in narration with Allison when I was trying to win her over and kind of get her tipsy with the wine. I shared yeah, uh, a passing Definitely. of my uh, husband. Excellent. All right. So you would mark three XP here. And um, how about Lily? You solved the mysteries. So take that. What about the other two? Did you share your wisdom with the young person? Oh, sorry. Um, no, um, the only per- person I really interacted with was the captain. Uh, um, yes. So I think compared to you, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he could still be young. Yeah. Yeah. He could um, be a young person. I leave that one up to you. If you feel like you earned it, give yourself XP. Um, and then did you show someone that you've still got it? Nope. <laughs> yeah. The only interpretation of this potentially is for that brief period of time where Ivy thought that um, you had um, oh. gotten frisky with a gentleman. Uh, That's right. But um, yeah, yeah, I can so, buy that. Yeah. Stiff and, rich guy. <laughs> he's a stiff rich guy. Bit of a dick. How about, how about for Agnes? Uh, so we, we solved the mystery. I also had, did you secretly undermine the authority of a local official? I think we kind of all did that. Yeah. And then the last one was, did I dote on someone? Closest I would think would be me trying to David, you know, yeah, David, take care yeah. of David. You know, yeah. let him know that I appreciated his art and all that, and get him a sign. And I think to some degree, Lily as well. I think yeah. you definitely earned that one. Yeah, I think that makes sense to me. All right, so now um, the um, instructions are for us to have a short debrief. Um, they suggest um, a technique that's called stars and wishes. 
And um, that would be like things that you really enjoyed about the game that we just played and um, maybe wishes for if we were to play more of this type of game, what you would like to see more of or see, you know, included that we didn't have. Uh, Michael, do you want to give Stars and Wishes first? I'm I'm still thinking if someone else has sure. anything top of mind. Um, I'll um, give a star. I, I like how the system. It um, like finding the clues and kind of investigating and figuring things out. It was very organic. There wasn't a lot of like it's in other games. You'll have a situation where it's like, do I find a clue? Okay, roll a investigation check. Oh, you rolled a two. No, you don't find anything. Whereas in this, even if you found, and I know this is how powered by the apocalypse works, but even when you have partial success and you get clues that might be false or incomplete it still adds to the continued narrative and there's a continuation there's not like a stop of like oh i guess we're gonna butt our heads against the wall because we didn't get the clue in this x y and z scene so i thought that was really cool the system kind of incorporates um, investigating like that i thought it was really effective i liked it so i have again typical michael fashion i have a star that is or one that's both a star and a wish I really like leaning into the tropes of it being like a TV show. And we mm-hmm. did, we did it several times. Mm-hmm. My wish would be to do even more of that. And like, mm-hmm. this is the act break. This is the commercial break. This is our guest star. Like this is our guest yeah. star, red Harry, not like, maybe even name the actor who comes on for the bit part that we all assume is the guilty party till later. So I like, <laughs> really lean into the, this is a murder mystery or murder. She wrote style show and just really lean into those tropes. Narrate yeah, so opening cool. credits and stuff. <laughs> yeah, credit, yeah, exactly. Credit, yeah. Maybe even like a pro- applause breaks the first time they come on scene, you know, like they open yeah. the door and walk in and there's like, ah! yeah. but we work that into like the, the story. Like we, there's actually like something happening off stage that causes people to clap. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you have anything, Chris? I really like the theorizing mechanic. I, I like the whole workshopping. Okay. How do we incorporate X, Y, and Z together into a plausible narrative and then kind of act on that. I, I think that's a really interesting way of doing mysteries and in, in that doesn't put all the work on the keeper to set up and to present to the players. And the fact that you're also in involved with that process is it's a nice yeah. work. Yeah, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, I'll I'll say a, a star for me um, was uh, was definitely I think you know in in a lot of games you know uh, the uh, classic GM advice is be a fan of the players. I think it's very easy to do that in this game because you are wanting to see how the episode of this ridiculous TV show unfolds um, to, you know, in a positive way for the characters, um, for the, for the murder maven. So Mm -hmm. I think that made it very easy to, um, to kind of, you know, occupy that role of the keeper. I think a wish, right. Is just like the obvious one. Like I would love to play this as a campaign like this. Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's a lot of kind of rich things that you could do with it. I think it could work well as like a, rotating gm campaign if you wanted um or as a you know a one person sort of keeper for the whole whole thing and any other things we like haven't the, touched the on? guest oh, yeah. star you know like each each episode have a guest star who comes on and, and yeah. joins the mavens for that particular mystery type oh of that's thing. cool yeah, yeah that's a good idea all right yeah, i'm sorry fun. i stepped over you were saying something there oh no no just um if there were any other any stars or wishes that we didn't get to no, I thought I thought it was great for a, a first time play. I mean, it was my first time playing it. Mm-hmm. I believe it was it was all of our. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, but 
I know it was all yep. of our first. Oh. No, it was it was my first time, but I, I have been thinking about it for a long time, so it's been oh. turning over in my in my brain. Okay, so the very last thing um, is you can imagine this is sort of like a post credits like stinger scene, but it's imagine the beach of Brindlewood Bay at nighttime. You can kind of see the um, you can see the the regal lady is sort of like off in the distance, you know, still moored there. And there is a collection of six uh, robed figures who are holding up masks. The masks are, it's sort of like white porcelain and they are, they have like no expression. They look sort of like Greek um, statues almost. Mm -hmm. And they are all sort of gazing up um, in sort of the same rapture uh, at the moon. And that is the end of that overboard. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for writing, Brian. I really appreciate it. Thank you. But one more time, we'll go around the horn. Everyone, once again, can kind of say hi, introduce yourself with your uh, socials. And if you have any plugs to plug, that will be the time to do it. Since you really don't, I'm going to start with you, Chris. Feel free. You can plug it. You can plug someone else's stuff if you want. But uh, if you have anything before you to sign off, now is your time, sir. This is Chris. Sorry, we had um, we had an ordeal tonight, you know, murder yes. mysteries. You know, <laughs> yeah. you can find me at sky underscore writer nineteen, um, and this has been a this has been a blast. Um, and um, I'd listen to uh, RPG Academy. Like this is it's that's the best plug there is. Bunch of different stores. bunch of different uh, uh, um, streams and such. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you again for being here. I really appreciate it, Kevin. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm Kevin. I can be found online at Kev Rand Games. I'm on a bunch of different streams here and there. I also have my own show, which is called Game Night Heroes. It's an audio-only podcast where we do actual play stuff in multiple different genres and styles. We've done D&D. We've done Deadlands. We've done all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I've been on uh, RPG Academy a few times on Detention, so that's been a blast, too. But, uh, yeah, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you, Brian, for having me. Chris, Michael, thank you for playing. This was a lot of fun i i i love it so thank you very much i uh, hope to see you all around soon yeah again thank you very much for being here uh brian um i'm brian kurtz um socials at brian bpk uh, you can find me and um also um hanging around uh you will if you listen to the um farm to fable smallville um a rewatch fan cast that so um, Michael um, hosts. I have been the co-host a couple of times on that. So um, if you're a fan of Smallville, um, you can hear me on a few episodes here and there of that show as well. Fantastic. And again, thank you so much for running this. I, I really do appreciate people thank coming you. on and it's helping. an honor. Thank you. Things with us. Uh, I, of course, am Michael. You can find me and everything I do at the RPG Academy. Um, we do a bunch of different streams. We kind of fell off at the end of last year because of Catacon. It's a whole thing. But our goal is to get back to doing these sample adventures pretty regularly, like ideally at least one a month, if not more. We have several that we have in various stages of planning, including a, a Shadow of the Demon Lord, Dune, Blue Rays, uh, excuse me, Blue Rose, uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer one, Blade Runner. There's a whole bunch. Uh, the idea is that we play through the included sample adventure that is in the core book, if there is one, to kind of see how well the game does at presenting the game it wants you to play, uh, as well as all the other stuff that we do here. We have, it's, it's legitimately too much stuff. Uh, but I will quickly point out that I have my own game 
that I am about to kickstart early next, or excuse me, late next month, February 28th, uh, Action 12 Cinema. It is a D12 based game, GMless, zero prep, all about bad but fun action movies. And uh, you might actually hear it perhaps sometime soon on a channel associated with us tonight. We shall see how that works out. Uh, and as we always like to say here before we go, remember, if you're having fun, you're, you're doing, doing it right. right. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.